Start your day right with daily immune support plus extra strength 5-Hour Energy. It contains all the great 5-Hour Energy Shot ingredients plus added vitamins and nutrients like zinc, vitamin D3, and vitamin C to help support the immune system. It comes in three great flavors, ultra orange, pineapple apricot, and pink watermelon. All this comes in a convenient portable bottle that takes just seconds to drink. No mixing required. Daily Immune Support plus Extra Strength 5-Hour Energy. Get it today at your local Rite Aid store. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour Voice Remote to connect to your home live cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we are doing Silent Night, Deadly Night, directed by Charles E. Sellier Jr. Before... real name. Yes. <laughs> but before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Finished Nothing. Christmas? Yeah, well it was Christmas, but I didn't really do anything. I yeah. had like a meal. I had a nice meal at oh, my parents' house. Yeah. So, everyone's. Yeah, well, I was back at work today and sort of everyone was sort of like, oh, did you have a nice Christmas and stuff? And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really quiet, though, kind of. Didn't really do anything. Yeah. Really did anything. That's it. No. No. Uh, just ate some food, watched some films. Yeah, it was quite nice. Right. Nice to be off. What did I do? You worked most of it. I didn't watch it. any, like, Christmas films or anything. I didn't do that. No. I don't really watch Christmas films anyway. To be honest, I don't really. I watched the I like Snowman. Home Alone 2. Huh? Home Alone 2, I like. Home Alone 2. I, watch it. I like Tim Curry in Home Alone 2. He's really good. Oh, yeah. He I is in that, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. I don't really mm. like the rest of the film. I just like Tim, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. He's quite funny, isn't he? Yeah, he's good. I like Tim Curry. Mm. I watched The Snowman. What, which the flying is, one? Yeah. Which is like peak Christmas. Peak Christmas. Like That reminds me of being a kid. Like I felt about six. Yeah, I've never watched that. And it's so, and I was like, because me and Rob watched it, and I was like, this is this is like the kind of caliber of children's program that you had when you were younger that would probably scar you for life because the yeah. ending is really bleak because he just melts and then it's just a kid oh. like stood outside like, oh, is that how it ends? Yeah, and then it just ends, oh. and then you're like, oh, oh. oh. Okay. Did you ever, when you were young, so make a snowman? Yeah. Used to get quite a lot of snow. And I willed like, it to come to life, and it never 30 did. Thirty years ago, make a like a really compacted snowman. Mm-hmm. And then when the rest of the snow melted, because your snowman was so compacted, it would remain standing like a monolith. Yeah. And all the rest of the snow had gone, but because it was so dense. And then it'd, it'd be like an ice way. man. Yeah, it was like it an just ice froze. tower. Yeah, yeah. It just froze. Yeah. Froze. Hands on its hips. We did one year. Nice. Hands on hip, a giant. It was like six foot tall. Hands on hips, ice tower. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, I think it had ears as well. Bloody hell! You're an artistic yeah. family. You've got the vision. Oh, must be. <laughs> Do you know what's weird? What you forget? I haven't thought about that memory for years, and now it's come back to me. I might not have remembered it if we hadn't talked about it. I might have forgotten it. Yeah, it's weird, weird. isn't it? It's weird, like yeah. how things kind of come up. Yeah, well, yeah, I didn't plan this very well because we should have done this last week, really, and and wow. done opera this week. But you know, oh, we're yeah. in we're in the in between of of Christmas and New Year, and you don't My really know what to do with yourself. Yeah, you know, you don't know what day it is. You don't do know you? what day. It, don't know what day it is. Every day don't feels like Sunday. Is. Every day feels like a Sunday. Weird. Yeah, 
It's hard though because if you're not at work, it's fine because every day can be a Sunday. But if you're back at work, like we are, and you're like, you I need, need to, to know, know what day it is. is because I need to you know need if I'm to in. Know what day it is when you're at work? Yes. That's how you turn up or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I thought it was Sunday. Every day is a Sunday. I don't even was. know. Yeah. So. So yeah, so in in this in this no man's land of of time, we have watched Silent Night, Deadly Night, which was made in nineteen eighty four, directed by Charles E. Sellier Jr. and it scored a five point nine out of ten on IMDb. That's very high. And the synopsis <laughs> is: after seeing his parents brutally murdered, Billy is sent to live in an orphanage where he is mistreated. Things look good again as a grown-up Billy gets a job in a toy store. But Christmas is approaching and Billy starts to unravel. And he unravels in a very big way. Yeah. So, I had not seen this film until recently. I'd heard of it, but I'd never watched it. And uh, and I always... and I, It kind of... It's one of them that comes up in like... You know, like you countdown of like scary moments or like films to watch mm. and stuff like that so i'd kind of seen i'd seen bits of it so i'd seen like the kind of the santa claus with the axe wandering around and i was like that is cool that's a cool premise for a film kind of thing but never never got around to watch it but yeah i like i like it i think it's good it's really I... weird yeah. it's weird but i like it weird it was weird it is weird. It was a bit different, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it's not a children's film. Don't don't mistake it for a children's film. Well, right. So, it was released the same weekend as Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. Right? But it was in it was released in twice as many cinemas as Nightmare on Elm Street. So it actually did better than it that weekend at the box office, right? But then, really? mm-hmm. But the um, because it was the eighties, they did adverts for it on TV, right? But they used yeah. to show them quite early, so children would see adverts for this and basically be scarred for life because they thought that Santa was coming to kill them. So then. <laughs> A load of like parents and stuff were like, "Well, this is bad. This is terrible. You, oh, you can't do this." Blah blah blah. And it ended up getting pulled from cinemas because there was this massive uproar about it. So surprised. Yeah. So, but yeah, I was like the eighties. I was like, oh, again, typical scarring of children in the eighties. You know, you know that's what happened. But yeah. So basically, they yeah they pulled it from cinemas but then released an uncut video version, which isn't available now, so I don't know. That must have got lost in the passages of time, so I'd be interested to see it. Apparently, uh, Siskel and Ebert, the movie critic people, like famous American critics, they absolutely hated it, and they read out a list. This was the review. They were like, they read out a list of companies that um, basically financed TriStar who released it and then said shame on you you should be ashamed and that was their review of it <laughs> which I loved I thought that was great um, um that's that's not just a, a bad review that's that's when you yeah. literally want the people who made it to be shut down yeah it's crazy that it blows my mind though that it did better than Nightmare on Elm Street because like now Nightmare on Elm Street's held up as this like iconic horror thing but yeah. it could have been this because if it hadn't have been pulled it might have done better that's weird it's crazy isn't it yeah so so like people it was i suppose it was kind of like 1984 it was kind of the height of like slasher films so people were just churning them out churning them out churning them out mm. and it was getting to that point where people were getting a bit sick of them i think and that and and it was i suppose it's kind of you know you've got to do more or you've got to shock people more and stuff but like there's other there's other films that aren't that are like much worse than this, so I don't understand why this got so much flack. But I think a lot of it was the adverts during the day because they were like, "You can't have Santa as a killer." Think yeah. of the children. <laughs> well, I suppose <laughs> as well, it's like interfering with the sort of childhood. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? How like Christmas is aimed at children, and that was yeah. like yeah. It would be like having a gingerbread man as a murderer. Or something. <laughs> it's like well. 
Maybe we'll do Krampus next year because there's some murderous gingerbread men in that. Is there? <laughs> there is, yes. Uh, They're adorable. Yeah. Oh. So uh, the actor Mickey Rooney was very vocal about his distaste for this film. And really? Yeah, he was really like, he really wasn't against in it. Though, it. Was he? he was not in it, but he did star in the fifth installment of the franchise. But his people say that they think that it was filmed under a different name and he didn't know it was Silent Night, Deadly Night 5. <laughs> Otherwise, how, he would not how have participated. Film, like, spawned all this weird, like, drama. I know, it's crazy. Like, I feel like there's more to it. I could have gone down an absolute rabbit hole with it, but it's um, basically, yeah, TriStar wanted to make a franchise horror film. You know, like, the basic, what they wanted is Friday the 13th, because Friday the 13th was probably on its fourth instalment by now, and it was making a shit ton of money. So everyone was like, yeah. I want to get in on this. I want a franchise. Yeah. But it just didn't kind of work. They released two sequels, I think, in the theatres. I wouldn't say, no, I think two was in the theatres, and then the, the last three were straight to video ones, so I don't think it did that well. Uh, Sam Raimi was considered to direct it. Which I would have right. quite enjoyed, yeah. And and it started out called Slay Ride, but like S-L-A-Y. Slay. So, yes. And apparently, uh, yeah, I, wa- I watched a documentary after it and they were saying about all the uproar and stuff and, and they were like talking to the actors that were in it and they all seemed to have a really nice time, which I always <sighs> really appreciate on films. I'm like, that's really nice. It's and they're nice. always like, yeah. I really enjoyed filming it. It was really fun. I loved it. Because there's lots of blockbusters where people are like, it was horrible to yeah. film. Mm-hmm. It was the worst. Like, I don't think people enjoyed Titanic. I think that was more the sort of gruelling schedule, though, and being in water for a long time. Like, the cast all seemed to get on with each other, I think. Oh, yeah. But, like, as in... But, like, yeah. It's, yeah, um, yeah. What was the other one? The other Leonardo DiCaprio one. The Beach. Um, Hugh Glass. What was that? What's that one called? Catch Me If You Can. The the one where he was um the trapper oh I can't remember the name the the revenant the revenant where he gets attacked by bear yes yeah why that did I go good. for why did I go for catch me if you can I don't know that is not my go to Leonardo that. film that's weird oh god honestly so let's start I feel like there is a lot of stuff that happens in this film I took five pages of notes I don't know how I did this. But it was just, like, never-ending stuff. There's, like, a lot of, kind of, backstory and build-up and stuff, I feel like. So, it starts with children singing a little carol. And then you get a wreath that comes at you. And then you get... It says Silent Night on it. But then you get a blood splash and then it says Deadly Night on it. And then you get, like, I love it. Ominous. And then you get about six hours of credits. So long, the credits. Yeah, to like this, yeah, yeah, to this like really discordant music. And then it cuts to a Christmas Eve drive where a little boy is reading The Night Before Christmas and there's a happy tune on the radio and it's all very nice. And it's Billy and his baby brother and his family driving to Grandpa's house. And then he kind of starts talking about like, when's Santa coming? And then they're like, well, he comes when you're asleep. But then he's like, oh, and he's like, but what if we don't get back from Grandpa's in time? What'll happen? And they're like, no, no, we'll get back. It's fine. I remember I remember having this, like, when I was little, because we lived in a block of flats. We didn't have a fire. And it was always that Santa came down the chimney, obviously. And one yeah. year, one year, I was like, we don't have a fire. What are we going to do? <laughs> and I was like, how's he going to get in? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no, and I was like, Mum, what are we going to do? We can't get in. And my mum was like, it's fine. I'll leave the door open and he'll just let himself in. And I was like, that's fine. That's a good idea. And then, like, years later, I was like, did you genuinely leave the door open? She was like, no. She was like, I just locked it when you went to bed. And I was like, yes, yes, you did. Of course you did. (laughs) It's funny. Then he can't, then he sort of, it starts this kind of seed of basically naughty children. This is yeah. like a theme. So, naughty children don't get presents. Don't be naughty, right? And then they get to the Utah Mental Facility, where we I don't find... I they call them that anymore. What? 
like psychiatric hospitals. Yeah, mental facility. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we see Grandpa sat in a chair and he's basically catatonic. And they're kind of like, hi, Dad. Hi, Grandpa. We're here. Kind of thing. Nothing. Doesn't say anything. And then they're like, he doesn't even know we're here. What's going on? So the doctor kind of comes in and, and sort of says, yeah, he's not, you know, he's not very responsive. He's not been responding to treatment, blah, blah, blah. And then he, he asks them to go with him to discuss what's going on with him, basically, in private. Mum takes the younger baby brother because he's really little. Yeah. But they leave Billy alone with Grandpa. So As soon as they left him alone, I was like, that's not a good idea. Oh, this grandpa is the meanest grandpa. And uh, and he's like, grandpa? Turns out grandpa's not catatonic because he basically starts to talk to him. And he's horrible to him. He's horrible. He's like, oh, no one can help you. Christmas Eve is the scariest damn night of the year. And then he's like, Santa Claus. He punishes all the naughty children. And then he's like, have you been good? And he's like, oh. And basically, in my notes, I've put, Grandpa is a piece of work. Uh, yeah, he's horrible, isn't he? Yeah, he terrifies this child and then just goes back to silent when they all come back. And and he's what like, mm. like, terrified. And then, uh, so, the the dad comes back and he's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going now, Dad. And I was like, you've literally been there about two minutes. So you've driven all yeah. the way there for two minutes. It's a bit weird. But, um... So so he's like, right, come on. And then Billy says to his grandpa, he's like, I'll be good, I promise. And I was like, oh, poor little, poor poor little, little mate. And this is, this is just the tip of the iceberg for this kid. Like, yeah. this, this film should be called What Not To Do With Children because, yeah, it's all Pretty kinds much. of messed up. So it's dark when they're driving home. And he's he's basically saying like, "Will Santa punish me if I'm bad?" And they're like, well, "You've you've not been bad. It's fine." And he's like, "No, Grandpa said, Grandpa said he would." And they're all like, "Well, he doesn't speak, so I don't know what you're on about." And he's like, basically at this point, he's like, "I am terrified of Santa. I don't like him. Awful." The mum's like, "It's fine. Grandpa's an old fool." And then, and then he's like, "You can't say that, Mum. You can't say that. You'll get punished. You'd be naughty. You can't." Oh my God! And then uh, it cuts to a shop where there's a Santa, and you think, "Oh, a friendly Santa. How lovely!" Oh no, no. He's holding up that bloody shop. Kills the shop clerk. Shoots him. Takes the money oh, out of the till. All for thirty-one dollars. Thirty-one dollars. Well he killed a man. Well worth the life of a poor man trying to earn a living. Yeah, absolutely. On Christmas it, Eve it? as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I, if people rob a bank in a film or whatever, I'm like, what a cool heist movie. Where someone robs when a you, shop in a film, I'm like, that's 30 the worst quid. in the world. Yeah. And the, it's the same crime. It's just different people that they're robbing in there. Yeah. Banks are always like. Cool, it's always like, elaborate, elaborate sort of schemes. Heists. It's not like going in and sort of blasting people, is it? Normally. So he takes his £31 and drives away. And then it cuts back to the family. They're still driving home. And there's a, <laughs> there's a song. It comes back and it's like a, a sort of Christmassy thing and it's like santa's watching santa's waiting and then the kid's like oh, by this point so it's pretty creepy isn't it yeah so they're dri- driving along to this creepy song and then uh, they're like oh i can see somebody over there oh it's a santa claus Santa. and then billy is like no keep going don't you stop for that santa i'm not having this and then they're like, oh, it's Santa. He's probably going to a party. We'd better yeah. stop for him. Well, this was a mistake as well, because it's the guy who robbed the bank. And I think his car has broken down, so he wants their car, basically. So he he shoots at the car, so they stop. Then he, I think he shoots the dad, so he dies, and then drags the mother out of the car and starts like molesting her and then cuts her throat oh, it's horrible. all with Didn't this like poor this, little boy horrible. yeah this poor little boy is seeing this in the like he runs away and like hides in the snow but sees what's going on 
The yeah. baby's in the car crying away, and then it basically cuts to December 1974, where yeah. they're in an orphanage now, because obviously their parents got killed. And they're in a classroom, and they're doing drawings. And it's like, oh, Billy, would you like to show your drawing of uh, whatever it is? And he's like, oh, yeah, all right. So basically, he's drawn a beautiful scene of what happened to him three years previous of the yeah. Santa killing his family. And they're like, oh, this is disgraceful. Go and see oh. Mother Superior. But obviously, he's working through some stuff. Like, yeah. he's not got over it, obviously, because it's horrible th- trauma that you've experienced. It- these orphanage people do not Worst. look after these children very well, do they? they well, one of them does. They do. They yeah, they do. Unless they've got severe mental problems, and mm. they don't seem to acknowledge them. But apparently, because I watched this documentary, the guy it was the guy who was the older Billy. He said yeah. that the mother superior woman was really really nice in real life yeah. and she was really really helpful and she gave him loads of acting tips and stuff so i was like oh, oh that's, that's all right because i was like she was yeah. a piece of work in this oh well she was <laughs> how good her acting tips were that she looked yeah she was acting very I was well like, oh but it's like that kind of stereotypical like school run by nuns and they're horrible like yeah yeah like i can't imagine that nuns would be that mean but I don't know. Like, I don't I've know. heard I mean, stories. Sister Act is, like, Sister Act 1 and 2. Oh, I love, Sister, I love Sister Act. Oh, Sister Act's so good. They're the kind yeah. of nuns that you want in your orphanage yeah. that are nice to you. So, it gets sent to Mother Superior and she looks at this and she's like, go to your room, this is awful. She should ask him if he's okay, but she doesn't. No, and the nice nun, because there's a nice nun as well, and mm. she's she's like... Is drawing what he experienced. Like, this is proof that he's not, you know, he's not got over it, obviously. He's got yeah. some stuff to work through. And then she is basically, I think she's kind of starting the seeds of, like, is a ticking time bomb because he just, like, he's so traumatised that, yeah, you know, it, it anything could happen kind of thing. But she, Mother Superior takes charge. She doesn't listen to her. She's not bothered. So... Billy's sat in his room because he's been shunned for drawing this picture. But then the nice nun goes to get him and says, just go play with the other kids. I think you've been in here long enough. And then he's like, I'm not allowed. And she's like, it's fine. You're allowed. You go play. So he puts his coat on and proceeds to go outside. But then he hears a noise. So he goes to investigate, like all people do in these films. Yeah. Turns out there's if you some... If noise in a film, don't go and investigate. Yeah. He has a little peep through this keyhole and he sees two people having sex. I don't know who they are. I don't know if they're nuns or people who live there or whoever it is. I think one is. of them's a nun, but I don't think the man is a nun. I don't think the man is a nun. Does the man live there? I don't, I don't Does he work there? Does he, I don't know. How did they get in? <laughs> I have are no they idea. Orphans? Are they like... I don't know. Like the <laughs> older orphans? Older orphans. I have no idea. Um... So it just shows we know nothing about how an orphanage run by nuns works. Absolutely not. It's just I'm gonna say I have no knowledge of that environment. I'm gonna take a wild guess and say not like this. <laughs> <laughs> not like this. So so yeah, he's peeping on these people and he's kind of he kind of is, you see like he has flashbacks of like his mum getting attacked, so he kind of is a bit skewed on the whole sort of sex violence death stuff. Then the uh, Mother Superior comes and uh, throws Billy out of the way, hoofs this door in and starts whacking these two with a belt, saying, you are naughty, shame on you for doing that. And then she yells at Billy because he goes outside and he's like, what did you see? And he's like, nothing, I saw nothing. And then then she's like, well, what they were doing was naughty. And then she's like, everyone always gets caught. And everyone gets punished. So it's this, like, bad punish seed again. And she says, punishment is necessary. Punishment is good. Yeah. Not in the way that she hands it out. Not necessarily, I would say. I would no. I would disagree. Then it cuts to her basically hitting him with the belt. Yeah, it's mean. Poor he little bugger. doing anything where he was just... He was just peeping. He was just being a curious boy. Like, yeah, Yeah. exactly. So 
then she's like, go to bed after that. So then it cuts to him at night. He's having like, he's basically having night terrors of what, mm. what has happened to him. And he wakes up and he freaks out and leaves his room. Mother Superior finds him and then ties him to his bed to stop him from moving. This is not a place for a child to be. He's so distressed. It's horrible. It really upset me, that bit. I was like, oh, poor little thing. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. And the nice um, nun hates, hates this. I'm glad it's a fictional film. I know. Nice nun hates this and, like, he's really distressed. It's horrible. Then it gets to... It's Christmas at the orphanage and everyone's, like, opening the presents and stuff. And he is clearly on edge because Christmas is not a good time for this yeah. kid. And then she's like, go get your present. That's fine. And then the mother superior is talking to the nice nun. And she's saying that it won't be any more trouble. My methods work. It's going to be good. And then they're basically saying, like, she's saying, but Christmas is a really bad time for him. He really struggles at this point from what has happened to him, obviously. And then she's like, oh, no, no. Billy will sit on Santa's lap and behave. So basically then it cuts to her dragging this poor kid to go sit on Santa's knee. He's fucking terrified. Basically, she throws a girl off Santa's knee (laughs) out of the way and then puts him on Santa's lap. And he does not want to be there. Like, he is terrified. It's horrible. And then he he basically leaps down from his his knee and punches Santa in the face. (laughs) Which made me laugh so much. And I was like... How strong is this kid? Because, like, literally knocks this guy out. And then uh, he runs off and his little brother tries to go after him, but they don't let him. And then uh, it basically is run to his room and he's sat in the corner and he's terrified and he's and he's just going, I'm, I'm really sorry, I didn't mean to be naughty, please don't punish me, please don't punish me. And it's horrible. And it's really sad. I was like, oh. So he's, yeah, he, it's, it's bad. So it's then, sad, isn't it? Yeah, so then it cuts to 1984, so it must be about 10 years later or something like that, and it's the nice nun in a shop, in a toy shop, talking to the owner, saying, like, please give him a job, he's 18 and he needs a bit of work and a bit of money, blah, blah, blah. And then the, the guy's like, well, you know, this job isn't suitable for a kid. It's lifting and stop room. If someone's 18... They're probably able to do an it's adult stock job. room work, yeah. And he's like, yeah. nah. So he's thinking like little, little tiny, yeah, little tiny kid. And uh, and he's like, oh, uh, yeah, you know, it's not, it's not really a children's job, blah blah blah. And then she's like, oh, um, all right, okay. And then she's like, oh, uh, uh, Billy, would you uh, come in a minute? And then you get this really weird shot of like it starts at the feet and yeah. just slowly pans up to this like massive guy and then i've just put to dream hunk billy because like he's quite a good looking dude and he's big big dude and then uh the boss is like oh okay then you can have the job and then you get this wonderful work montage to a song called warm side of the door i don't know if that is a real song or if it was written for this film i'm not entirely sure nothing would surprise me about this film at this point (laughs) yeah but I loved it. It made me laugh. So he, a montage. He's doing a montage. So he's clocking in for work. He's arranging stuff. He's lifting yeah. stuff. He's assembling a Mr. Potato Head. He's yeah. drinking milk on his break because oh, that's like how you get big and giant. Some whiskey on their lunch break. And milk. he's like, oh no thanks. That's Got how you get milk. big and strong, you see. You drink your milk. Yeah. Uh, he lifts a child to get a toy because she get can't reach. I love that. It made me laugh so much. <laughs> uh, and then it's and then it shows like uh, the boss getting a banner out and it's a Christmas banner and you kind of see him like, mm, it's oh, Christmas yeah. then. Christmas is here again. Christmas is coming. We don't like it. So it's festive season at Ira's Toys. Ira... Ira was named after, I think, one of the producers. So they named it Iris oh, Toys. Really? Yeah, I thought that was quite nice. I can't remember what this guy is called, but I've called him Arsel Darkhair. He's like the other stockman. He's just a dick. Yeah. And he's like, what is it with you? He's like, I used to like you a few months ago. You were really nice. And now you've got this shit attitude on you. And he's like, just do your work. Blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, 
I'm not bothered about this. Just get off my case. Like, leave me alone. Like, you can tell he's like, he's not having a good time mentally. It's a really bad time yeah. of year for him. Just leave it's him alone. Stressful, isn't it? <sighs> but this guy just keeps getting his grill. Then he comes out of the stock room and Santa's there and he freaks out and trips over and falls down. And uh, the girl Pamela, who he quite likes, because there's like in part of the montage, they have like a thing where they like smile at each other. Uh, and she's like, Are you all right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then she's like, I'll clean all this up. You just go and do whatever. It's fine. So then it cuts to the night time and Billy's having a dream about Pamela and having sex with Pamela. One thing about this scene, that guy, I'm not sure if it was hairy. a stunt guy because he had an unfeasibly hairy ass. He did. He was so it hairy. Was hairy. But, like, the guy is a blonde guy. So I don't... Th- I think that was a body double, it must have been. Because, like, even his, like, arms were, like, dark yeah. hair. Like, really dark mm. hair. It's weird. It's really strange. But anyway, so he's having this dream where he's having sex with Pamela. But then uh, I think she... Does he get stabbed or she gets stabbed? And he basically wakes up and then hides in the corner and saying, Oh, but no, he don't punish me. Because, you know, he's scarred for life, basically, from the yeah. damn nunnery and crime that happened. So... Now it's Christmas Eve and one of the shop people goes to the boss and is like, um, someone has rang in sick. They've broken the ankle ice skating. And then he's like, oh, well, that's good timing, isn't it? That's wonderful. Doesn't and... surprise me. No. I feel like ice skating is an absolute death trap. I'm not a fan. And then I've never tried it. No, don't. Don't. But I probably do, I'd probably end up doing something like that. So Not cool. Don't like it. He's, Don't like it at all. He's like, well, just ring the agency and get somebody. And she's like, well, we can't because they don't have any men. And this is a very man-specific job if you get my drift. And then he's like, oh, okay then. And then she's like, yeah, it's Santa, so we ain't got Santa. In the meantime, Billy is getting shit off that horrible guy. He's one of them people who's, like, been working somewhere for ages and thinks he owns a place. Yeah, and they think they can, like, do Boss nothing people and get around. away with it just because they've been there for ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's being all horrible, but then the uh, shop owner comes in and he's like, Oh, Mr. Sims. Mm. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter, iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Hmm. And then, uh, but then he completely ignores this guy and he's like, oh, Billy, hello. Uh, And then he's like, I've got a problem. I might need your help. And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever you need, that's fine. And then it cuts to the the shop people like, oh, very good, yeah, that's great. It looks really good. And uh, basically Billy is dressed as Santa (laughs) and he looks really, really sad. It's kind of, it reminded me of, (laughs) it reminded me of the scene in Midsummer where she's at, like got all those flowers on her but she just yeah. looks really sad and he's just like mm, mm-hmm. okay and then uh, yeah he's like yeah you'll be fine you'll be great this is a really good idea so then he's Santa there's a kid 
that comes and she she clearly don't want to sit on Santa's knee. She's she's having none of it. I don't blame her. And then and then it this begins the sort of weird sort of is so intense and creepy, it's horrible. And he's like he's like, Stop squirming, stop it and he's like, You're being naughty and then he's like, Naughty children get punished. Do you wanna get punished? And That's then creepy. it is really is really creepy. So but then creepy. the mum the mums this is a, I was like, welcome to the 80s, because the mums are stood back watching this, and they're like, oh, it's so great with kids, oh my god, it's so good, and he's like, really, like, being really creepy to this kid, it was really funny. But then the kid, like, runs away and cries. Then the phone goes in the stockroom, and arsehole Andy answers, I think he's called Andy, Um, and, and they're like, oh, can I speak to Billy? And they're like, oh, he's not here, he's Santa, he's being Santa. And it's the uh, nice nun, and she's like, oh, no. Oh, Why no. have you done this? Surely they know his background, though. They'd maybe yeah, give him a bit of a heads up. used to dress as Santa. I'd have been like, I respectfully decline. I don't want to. But then I guess if he's, like, in a job and he wants to kind of impress him and... He must be, if he doesn't difficult. want to be naughty, and they'd be like, well, if you're not dressed as Santa, you're being naughty. Being naughty, yeah. Complicated. So... The lo- so it's it's Christmas Eve. They finish the day of trading. They're locking up for the for the day, and then uh, the boss is like, "It's seven o'clock. It's over. Time to get shit faced." Hey! <laughs> and then they have like a little Christmas party. Um, and uh, Pamela says to Billy, "She's like, why don't you come and join us?" And he's like, mm, "All right then." And then they're all having a dr- they're all having a drink and singing, "We wish you a merry Christmas." Every time I hear people sing We Wish You a Merry Christmas, it always makes me laugh because I don't know why it is, but everyone does it. They put a real emphasis on wish. So it's like, we wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> and it always makes me laugh. It's really funny. It's like the five gold rings. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one, you don't know any part of the song. About the five gold rings. And everyone's like, five gold being like it's like that's the only part we know Mm. and we like sing it for so long yeah it is and the rest uh, of it's really really fast except five gold rings yeah yeah it like stretch it out as long as possible yep oh i loved it it did make me laugh so pamela and arsehole andy go off and they're kissing each other and billy's sad the owner is absolutely hammered at this point who yeah stumbles across to Billy and he's like, oh, this time of year, whatever. And then he's like, oh, just thinking about my parents. And then he's like, yes, Christmas is a time where a boy should think about his parents. And then he's like, the dead. And then he's like, ooh. Oh. Ooh, sorry. Did Edge he not remember away. that Billy came from an orphanage? I don't think he did, but he was quite drunk. I don't drunk. think he did. He was no. quite drunk. Is, what is it? Is He's is, is absolutely hammered. And then he's like... He's chuckling away to himself because he thinks it's hilarious and he's like, you've got a long night ahead of you, Santa. You better get started. Go get him, Santa. And he's just like, I'm hating life right now. It's so true in a bad way. Yeah. So Pamela and Arsolanda go to the stockroom and then she's like, why have you brought me in here? And then he's like, well, there's a present that I need to show you. And she's like, well, why can't I open it out there? And he's like, no, no, Sorry, it's just around there. It's definitely his penis. <sighs> I'd have been like, it's your penis, isn't it? That's what it is. It's not a surprise to me. I don't want to open it. So then the uh, the the people in the store are singing that Santa's watching song that was on the radio. And then you can kind of see the sort of wheels turning so far. He's like, oh my God, Christmas is just the worst. I'm having a really awful time. And Billy goes to the stockroom and then I put, <laughs> I didn't mean to put this, but I wrote it in my note. I put, he jingles all the way. And then I laughed because <laughs> he's got bells on his thing. So like, that's like the calling card that is about because you hear this like jingle jangle. Jingling. Yeah. So he goes into the stock room and you can hear Patricia saying, no, let's go back. No. And then he's kind of watching and basically horrible Andy is trying to force himself on her. Oh, she's he's she's he's clearly horrible. saying no. No means no, Andy. Take a hike. He rips her top, so she slaps him. And then he starts to get a bit rapey again. And 
in this meantime, Billy stood watching, and I'm like, Billy, do something about this. Don't just watch. Do something like about this now. Traumatized. But then but he he's having still. flashbacks of his parents' attack, and it's all culminating into this point where basically now he's just snaps. He snapped, and now yeah, he has become he has murder claws. And then he just basically <laughs> he basically stands there, and then he goes naughty. And then strides over to Andy, strangles him with some Christmas lights. Christmas lights? Christmas lights that I feel like are on as well for yeah. extra festive cheer. <laughs> and then and then uh, she she's hiding in the corner and I feel like she, she I don't I'd have been like, Oh thanks for saving me, but why did you kill him? That was probably a step too far. But she's just like it, yeah. Get away from me! Get away But then I think he, he's just too far gone at this point. This is it now. So Because before this, I thought he was going to be like an avenging type character. Yeah. And spare the innocent people and like murder. Well, he's punishing the naughty, the naughty people. people. No. That's what he's doing. Because yeah, that, he sees her as naughty because he saw her boobies. So she's naughty. So then he's like, punishment is good. And he kills Pamela. And I was like, but you liked Pamela. You liked Pamela. You liked Pamela. You've taken the competition out because you've strangled Andy. You know. I didn't understand why he murdered her as well. But then the film is not to be understood. He just likes murdering now. He's all about murdering. Yeah, it's not ideal. (laughs) So the boss goes to investigate because this party's getting smaller and smaller. And then you hear Jingle Jangle. And he's like, hello, yoo-hoo. Oh no, he says yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo, which made me laugh. And then basically, uh, Billy appears and he's like, ah, and then that's it. You see, I think you see a bit of blood and then you're like, uh-oh, Mr. Sims has gone then. Yeah. And then the the other woman who is left, like she's the only one left now and she's like, Mr. Sims, where did you go? And then all the lights go off and then she's like, ooh. And then she's like, ooh, it's lovely. How lovely, how festive. That's nice. And then uh, she goes to the stockroom to see where everybody is. And she sees Mr. Sims dead with a hammer sticking out of his head. So then she... Because she was a little bit drunk at this point. I feel like she sobered up very, very quickly after this. Mm. And then she's like, ah! She's trying to get out of the store she can't because it's all locked up. Uh, She tries to call somebody. She tries to call the police, I think. And then an axe comes down. So he's got this axe. I don't know where he found this axe from. So she's running away and then he starts stalking her in the shop reciting the night before Christmas and he sees she was wearing this like little festive headband thing and he sees that so he's kind of stalking towards and you think oh no he's gonna get her and he smashes through to get this thing but it was a decoy it wasn't her she She took it off and I was like she'd had a lot to drink and she thought of this I would never have thought of this I'd have been dead in two seconds so she, yeah, she tries to, she she sort of runs away. She grabs the axe because he drops it because he falls on the floor. But instead of smashing the door open, she faffs around for a bit and then goes to the window for some reason. But then uh, Billy's got a bow and arrow. Again, welcome to the 80s. Danger yeah. toys. Danger toys. Have a bow and arrow, kids. Like a proper bow and arrow. And uh, he shoots her dead. And then goes out of the store. He unlocks it and leaves. So now he's on the loose. He's on the loose. He's on the run. It's not good. The nun arrives to the toy store to check what is going on. And she finds everybody. And I really, really enjoyed this shot because it was really funny. So she comes in and then sees everybody and screams. But you don't see her reaction. You see, um, you know, like nutcrackers. Yeah. The little soldier nutcrackers, but they've all got their mouths open, so it looks like they're screaming, and it's like, ah! It's amazing. I loved it. Oh, it made me laugh. Oh, those nut- nutcrackers <laughs> are creepy, aren't they? Yeah, they are a little bit, yeah. I don't like them. It's the big big eyes and, like, the like, teeth. Teeth, yeah. Teeth, but, yeah, yeah. It, made, it made me laugh. <laughs> I loved like they've it. they've got no lips. They just have teeth. Just teeth, yeah. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> then it cuts to... It cuts to Carolyn... And it shoot and it's kind of zooms to the house across the street, and it's a girl making out with her boyfriend on a pool table. On this a pool table, no less. This woman that is in this is like a famous horror person. She's called Linnea oh, Quigley. Yeah, 
cuddling her quickly and basically her thing in horror movies is to get naked that is that is all yeah, her thing that's all she does. yeah she was in um i think it's return of the living dead where she does like a strip tease in a graveyard or something who would do that well that's she weird. would and basic ba- basically weird. like she's spoken about it like and just said well i had it so i got it out because why not mm. <laughs> so yeah, she yeah she's making out with her boyfriend and then uh, he puts some music on to drown the carolers out because they're too loud. She's wearing those horrible ruffly pants like the opera woman from last week. Oh, yeah. I think it must be an 80s thing, that. Ugh, horrible. Did you not think that that room was so 80s, like the decoration on the wall and like the... the, the... It was like a it was like a traditional sort of man cave of the 80s, it made wasn't you think it? Of the sort of living room that Bob Ross would have. Yeah. Pa- 80s. He wouldn't have stuffed animal heads though because he was too no. nice. He'd have like um, nice plants and stuff. Mhm. Yeah. Precious and his, flowers and his pet. Yeah. His pet epileptic squirrel. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. So she's she's like half naked, but then. You hear this voice coming from upstairs because it's like in the basement, this room. Denise, I want to stay up. I can't sleep. And then she's like, don't come down here. Mm. We're doing our homework. And then she's like, I want to come down. I'm, I'm bored. Yeah. And then she's like, if you don't go to bed, Santa will come. So she's like, oh, okay. I better go to bed then. As if that worked. Yeah. So then they carry on copping off of each other. But then she hears this jingling and she thinks it's a cat. And she's like, oh, I need to go get let the cat in. And he's like, you are? What about? <sighs> she's like, yeah, I need to go let the cat in. So she... If a cat wants to come in, you know about it. She puts her shorts on, but no top. Why would you do that? You would not do that. A, it's winter. Why would you be wearing yeah. shorts like that in winter? Because they are the shortest of shorts. Yeah. But yeah, basically, she goes upstairs, boobs all over the place, opens the door wide open and then uh, starts shouting for the cat. I was like, you put a shirt on, surely. Weird. And then she's like, oh, maybe I didn't hear the cat. No, it's not here. And then the cat runs in and she's like, oh, there you are. There you are. But then Billy leaps at the door and he's like, punish! Because obviously boobs mean punish. She shuts the door and runs away, but he axes open the door. He smashes it to bits basically yeah and then uh she she runs into like their lounge which is a really 80s lounge it's a lot of wood paneling and stuff and he just basically picks her up but like she must be really tiny she's like a really tiny person because he mm-hmm. he just picks her up like nothing and uh like she's kind of trying to struggle to get away but it's not working very well and then he basically lifts her because there's like a deer head on the wall and then pushes her onto this deer head. Oh, it's what horrible. I know. Horrible. It's horrible. This is where you keep getting close-ups of his face and he's getting increasingly more sweaty by the second. So you're yeah. like, he's definitely unraveled now because he like, has unraveled. he's sweating all over the place. Ugh. Do you think you can do the opposite of unravel? Could you like ravel up? Re-ravel? No, probably not. Well, I don't know. Like, if you're Maybe. usually really, like, Unravel. stressed out by anything, but then when something bad happens, you ravel up, and suddenly you can be like... You're like the voice of reason. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. But yeah. then saying you raveled up makes you sound, like, really uptight. <laughs> yeah. I'm so uptight right win. now, but at least I've not unraveled. Yeah. So, it cuts to the boyfriend playing pool by himself. Obviously, Denise hasn't come back, so he's like, where have you gone? What are you doing? I thought you were letting the cat in. So he goes to find her. Um and he finds that the door the door's caved in, but the cat the cat is sat to the left of this door. So then in my notes I was like, did the cat do it? Because it looks like the it. cat did it. Yeah. And I feel like for a brief second he's a bit like did you that cat that too, yeah. Did that cat smash that door in? I think it might have done. And he's like, Where are you? Are you alright? And he walks round this room. How he didn't go in that room and see her immediately on that deer head, because like it's pretty yeah. obvious that she's there. And he's like, where are you? Oh, I don't know where you are. And then turns around finally and he's like, Moo, what the F? Then uh, Billy appears from nowhere and smacks him with a poker. He tries to call the police, but he pulls the phone cord out of the wall and then starts to strangle him with it. Ugh. And then basically 
flings him through the window. In all this ruckus, the child wakes up, obviously, comes downstairs and she's like, Santa! And he's like, hello. And then uh, he's like, again, really creepy. He's like, have you been good or have you been naughty? So So intense. Like, simmer down, man. And she's like, I've been good. I've been good. And he's like, you've been good all year. And then she's like, yeah, I have. Are you sure? Yeah. So he's like, right, okay. So he's like, right, well, I guess I'll give you a present. I won't murder you then, yeah. I won't murder you and I'll give you a present. But what he gives her is a Stanley knife with blood on it. Basically, the murder weapon. And and he gives it to her and she takes it and she's a bit like, really? This is what I get? I've been good all year and this is what I get? Are you kidding me? But, you know, she's lucky that he didn't murder her. Yeah. She's very confused by it. Um, and then he just leaves because he's going to murder some more people. But she's the only one that he doesn't kill because she says that she's been good all year. And yeah. also she's a child, so she's quite innocent. So she's not got yeah, a boobs she's out really or anything. Naughty, yeah. Exactly. We cut to the uh, police who get a note on the radio to like keep an eye out for a Santa. So they're driving along and then... Um, I think one of them, they have this sort of weird conversation. He's like, what if we bring the real Santa in? Ha, 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 ha. And then like his partner's like, shut up, you've been an idiot. <laughs> then they see a Santa who's climbing in a, a top window. So they're like, right, Santa, we're off. So they burst into this house and they're like, stop right there, what are you doing? And then, uh, so there's this, this guy dressed as Santa in this room of this little girl. And then she's like, daddy? And then the mum comes, but she looks surprised that he's there. Yeah. I feel like there's something sinister going on there. I didn't mm-hmm. like it. And I was like, I feel like they've just saved that child. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was really weird that. It was so weird. But yeah, and it's such it like a. Yeah, it's such a short thing. And oh, no. But it kind of goes with the tone of the film. It's all a bit sort of. Yeah. Oh, ugh. yeah. Yeah. So billy hides and then walks away because they haven't found him yet and then it cuts to some little boy sledders and they're like we're gonna sled this is gonna be great i'm really excited and then they start hearing jingle jangle and they're like somebody's out there but i don't know who it is Mm. it isn't billy who it is is a pair of adult bullies they are grown men and probably fathers themselves and they're bullying these little boys it's horrible terrible and they take the sleds and beat them up. That's bad. I don't... Who are these people? I'm like, you are a pair of grown men. What the F are you doing? Like, why? Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, so basically, they run away because they've been beaten up. But actually, it probably saves their lives. So... Yeah. Then uh, one one goes... One decides to go down and he's like, yeah, it's great. I loved it. It's really good. And then uh, he's like, right, you go. So the second one goes and he's travelling down this uh, sled but then Billy jumps from behind a tree with an axe yeah head comes off the uh, sled comes down the hill with the guy with no head so then the guy's like and then the head just rolls after him does it make like a snowball and gets bigger I don't know maybe because it should have (laughs) it might have done Um, and then it just cuts to Billy with the axe smiling at his what he's just done he's like yep Terrible deeds. But they were naughty it's because like they stole them sleds. Christmas childhood things and turns them into murders. It's no wonder it's not a children's film. I know, yeah. It's very inappropriate for children. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So apparently that shot they filmed it with he had a rubber axe and then somebody mm. went down with a camera on a sled to like film it to get there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was quite good. Yeah. Um, so then it cuts to the nice nun asleep at the police station and a policeman comes to wake her up and she's like, is there any news? And he's like, uh, yeah, it's all bad. It's not good. There's been three it's more murders. And then they're basically sort of saying, he's, he has gone crazy, but he's not stupid because like, he's not been caught yet and mm. he's evading the police, obviously. And then he's kind of saying, could we predict where he's going to go next? And then the nun thinks, oh, shit, yeah, I can. It's obviously the orphanage because that's where, yeah. like, well, it's not where it all started, but it's where 
maybe the seeds started of yeah yeah he's not gonna not revisit it no exactly so it cuts to the orphanage and the kids have the gifts Uh, mother superior's still there but she's in a wheelchair and she's sort of saying about like writing a nice letter to santa and stuff which is quite nice it's all very nice yeah there's a girl in the office but i think she was speaking to a somebody i don't know who she's speaking to but she was like i've got to go write a letter to santa now but she leaves the phone off the hook so they can't contact them and it cuts back to the police station and like i can't get i can't get hold of anybody and she's like who is on the phone this long who is doing this (laughs) um so they're like right we're gonna go to the orphanage we're gonna go there now because we need to and then basically it's uh somebody it's a police yeah that's it policeman in the car get the radio so everyone gets this call of basically we're looking for a santa on the loose if you see him shoot to kill if necessary is dangerous mm. so they're like right okay so they're driving near this orphanage because they're like going to the orphanage that's where everything's going to kick off the kids are playing outside and there's a santa walking towards them but you can't really see who it is and you're like uh-oh this isn't good and the kids see him and it's uh, it's Ricky, the younger brother who's still at the orphanage, starts walking yeah. towards this Santa. So you think it's his brother. Oh shit. So the police arrive and see this Santa walking towards the kids and they're like, drop your weapon, don't stand still, but nothing happens. So basically, they shoot this Santa in front of all these children as if they're not scared yeah. enough, right in front of these kids. And then. Uh, like this like come away ricky come away and then they get all the children inside and then the nun's really upset that this man's been shot because you think oh well it's somebody in front you know it's understandably so basically they're like that's not billy billy's about six foot odd tall like he's a big massive guy this is a really tiny this was actually a father christmas this is a really tiny 50 year old man he ain't 50 this guy he's 18 that we're looking for Turns out it's Father O'Brien, the Santa that they hired for the place. And then they're like, well, why didn't he respond to to them? And they're like, he's deaf, so he won't respond. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's awful. So basically they've shot a deaf clergyman. And I was like, if that's not naughty, I don't know what is. <laughs> just watch yourself. So they're like, oh, well, he's he's clearly still on the way then. So, oh, shit, we better do something. So they're talking to the mother superior and she's like, no harm must come to the children. And they're basically like, make sure everyone's in, lock it down, don't let anyone in or out. We'll sort this, we'll travel the perimeter kind of thing. And then uh, she's like, right, okay. So she's like, mm, the children must be feeling a bit sad. They've just seen a man get shot in front of them. I know what we'll do. We'll sing some carols. Richard, get my pitch pipe. <laughs> so he's he's really well behaved and he and he and she's like he's really good. He's not like his brother at all. He's a he's a good little boy. Uh so he's like let's not mope around. We're going to sing. Let's sing Deck the Halls. So they start singing the carols. The policeman's outside kind of on the perimeter searching for Billy. Um there's a bit where he leaps like he leaps from behind a wall with a gun, you know, like in like sort of like comedy spy films where they're like, yeah, uh, and he does that. It really made me oh, it made me laugh. And I was like, that's weird. And then he sees, I think it's meant to be like a boiler room or something, but it looks like a shed. But then it goes down into like a cellar. I don't know if it's like a plant room or something for the orphanage. It, who knows? But he goes down into it, and it's really really dark. But he doesn't see anything. So then comes back out. But Billy's at the top and basically axes him to the gut and is now saying punish instead of naughty. Kids are still singing uh, and Billy is walking towards the orphanage. He whacks the head off a snowman with his axe because why not? Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, and he's at, he's at the door and a kid goes to let him in because he's like, oh, Santa, I'll let you in. Stupid kid. <laughs> And then he's like, no, stay away, don't do it. And he's like, but it's Santa, let Santa in. And he's like, hi, Santa. And then uh, she, Mother Superior's like, kids, come here. And then basically she starts, they're all stood there and she starts going, she's like, kids, stay away. And she's like, there is no Santa Claus, there is no Santa Claus. And I'm like, 
could you not traumatise these kids anymore? He's just telling them there's no Santa Claus. And then he basically says, he looks at Mother Superior, because obviously she's like the cause of all his problems, and he's like, naughty. And then raises his axe to her, because she's like in a chair, sort of, can't really do anything. But he gets shot before he, he does anything. And then he, Yeah, it's, it, I, I feel a bit sorry for him, to be fair, because I think he's a victim of circumstance. Yeah, um, I do kind of feel sorry for him, but at the same time, I think whoever wrote the film was clearly like, I just need to make a Father Christmas murder people and I need to figure out how. So it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, so the nun comes and she's like holding him and he's kind of dying and he's like, Ugh. and then he's like, they sort of share a look and he's like, you're safe now, Santa is gone, and then basically dies. And then it sort of pans across to his axe on the floor and it's pointing at Ricky, who is his younger brother. Yeah. And then he just looks and then goes, naughty. Oh, no. And then it finishes. It finishes. But I think oh. I think the sequel is The Brother. I've not watched it, but it's <laughs> on Prime. It it's on Prime. So I might watch it because I'm intrigued. Do it. So. Why not? I liked it. I thought it was really good. I wanted... It was an 80s film. Oh, yeah. Which is enjoyable mm. for that sake. It's very silly. Yeah. It, it it does astound me how so much uproar was caused by it. Like, mm. But I can see why, like, if children saw it, they would be yeah, pretty damn scarred for life. But, yeah, like, I want to give it a five out of five, but I feel like I can't because... <laughs> It's not a perfect film by any stretch, so I'm going to give it a four. But I do really it's like it. It's entertaining, isn't it? Yeah. You could laugh along with it. Yeah. Gore, probably a three. There's a bit of blood. It's there's some like decapitation and stuff, but it's not like it's not like hostile standards. It's not like a five. Yeah. I'd say that was probably a five. Uh, humor, probably a three out of five, because it is quite funny. <laughs> It is quite funny. It's not meant to be funny, but, but it, is. it is. To be fair, when that kid punches Santa, that proper creased me, that. It was so funny. But I was like, God, that kid's so strong. I, I liked it. Ew, it was Christmassy in its, it's own festive. way. It is festive. Absolutely. I like the festivity of it. Yeah. I think it's one of, it's one of them. I think it's got. It's probably, if you're a horror fan, it should be on your list, really, to give it a go. I just, yeah, it, it is exactly, it does what it says on the tin, doesn't it? does what it, it says on exactly the tin. just a Father Christmas murderer. Father Christmas murder movie, yeah. There's another one, uh, there's another one called Christmas Evil, which I've never seen. I might save that for next year. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing next week? Well, next week, we're going, we're going light next week. Gonna do Shaun of the Dead next week. Hmm. Um. Hmm. I've actually seen that before. Ah, is that our I first? Have. It's one of the rare films I've actually seen. I think it's our. F- is it our first zombie film? Have we done a zombie film? Yeah, I think so. I'm so. not sure that we have. No, I don't think we have. Yeah. So, next week, Ooh. watch Shaun of the Dead. I feel like everyone's watched it at this point. They must have done. I think most people have seen. It. If I've seen it, everyone's if you've seen, seen it, it, everyone's seen it. Yeah. 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 In the meantime, we are on Facebook. At Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horror and we're also on the emails at Wonderful and Strange yep. at hotmail.com. And also we're on Patreon. I need to get some content on there. I've not quite figured out what I'm doing with that yet, but there oh, will be there so will be like, content. Like, uh, between Christmas and New Year, so you've yeah. got, you've got weeks. Yeah, that's it. So uh yeah, yeah. watch Shaun of the Dead for next week. Have a nice rest of Christmas break. Happy New Year, because it will yeah. be soon, yeah. I bet everyone's going to go out. <laughs> drink at home, that's what yeah, I say. Yeah, stay in. Just stay in, drink at home. Just to bed early. That's what I plan on doing. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone, stay safe. Have a nice New Year.
presented by Climate Power Education Fund. Does big oil care about our streets flooding or our homes burning? Not according to an ExxonMobil top lobbyist. Did we aggressively fight against um, uh, some of the science? Uh, yes. You know, we were looking out for our shareholders. They care about profits, not people. Learn more at polluters.exposed. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today.